Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. We're happy to have Ryan Cottingham in his 21st season head coach at Spring Arbor University. Spring Arbor, the reigning NAI Division II National Champs. Congratulations. Coach Cottingham grew up in Three Rivers, Michigan. He was an excellent athlete himself. At Three River High, he was entered into the Hall of Fame there in 1997. After high school, he went to uh, Kalamazoo Valley Community College and ended up playing at Spring Arbor his last couple of years in college. The 2018-2019 National Championship, the first ever for Spring Arbor. Welcome, Coach Cottingham. Bill, thanks so much. It's an honor and a privilege uh, to be with you. Well, Coach Cottingham, you and I talked about this via email, I think, about a week ago. But I just want to say, everybody knows I I don't hide the fact that I'm an Oregon Tech supporter. And at the tournament last year, following your victory, I was out in the lobby with many of the players waiting for them to get memorabilia, T-shirts and sweatshirts. And your players all came out probably after the pictures were taken. Those young men had so much class. They were humble and they came up to each of the fans and parents and congratulated all the Oregon Tech group that was there on their fine season. And Coach, I was very impressed. And I honestly believe, and people listening is going to think this is upside down, I think the true test of maturity is the ability to win with class. I think it's easier to teach losing than it is how to win. But Coach, I just want to congratulate you on, on obviously what you teach. Bill, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, humbled, uh, grateful. We're, we're blessed to have a, just a quality group of young men, a lot like Oregon Tech, and you know, and Coach Parnell, and the incredible job he's he's done in the, in the short time that he's been in in charge there. No, you know, high character young men, and right competition doesn't build character; it reveals it. Win or lose, and how do you respond? Uh, in 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 both victory and defeat, I, I think you you see a lot about individuals and and who they are and what they're made of, and so I, I appreciate that I, I wasn't a, a part of that at, at that time, and certainly I, I feel like we have great leadership with with our upperclassmen that that, that set a great tone, and they they see big picture that it's it's so much more than than just winning a basketball game. Absolutely, Coach Cottingham. Before we talk about your life and your story. Uh, continuing on with your national championship, you had kind of a unique run to that. In the next to the last weekend in crossroad play, you went on the road and you dropped two tough road games to Bethel and then Indiana Wesleyan. You came back, you regrouped, and then in the tournament you beat Taylor. It looked like all was well. And then you lost that three-overtime heartbreaker to uh, Mount Vernon Nazarene right there in the McDonald Athletic Center. At that point, when when you lost those three tough games, especially that three overtime game, what was the mood of your team coming into that tournament? Yeah, Bill. So we we ended up losing four of our final six games in the year when when you count the uh, the conference tournament. Um, but with our league being as good as it as it was, and, and again, so we're picked uh, eighth in the preseason poll out of ten teams in the Crossroads League, and. Um, we, we thought the rest of the coaches were, were a little wet, but that's that's okay. Everybody's in, entitled to their opinion, and, you know, until you you prove it. Now we we love the competition we have, and the, the coaches. I have great uh, respect for for them. And so yeah, we got off to to a great start. But I think like any team, the, the season is long, and there's there's ebb and flow, and ups and and downs. And if if you're not at your best, um, typically you're, you're going to get beat. 
And, um, you, you know, it just so happened we were not playing exceptionally well um, late in, in the year, and we, we lost a couple tough ones. Again, Bethel was in the national tournament. You mentioned Indiana Westland. Both of those were, were on, the, on the road, and they were difficult. You're right. I thought we really kind of started to find our stride when we went back into the league tournament. We played Taylor. We had two tough games with them earlier in the year. We actually had split with them, and we really took care of business at home, and, and I thought got a little bit of our swag back. And then headed into that uh, semifinal uh, matchup with Mount Vernon, another team that was in the national tournament, and, and Morningside knocked them out. And I thought that game really could have could have gone either either way. But um, yeah, triple overtime, we had a chance to win it at the end of uh, both regulation, the first overtime, and we we couldn't get it done. And and you you tip your hat, but I, I loved the way we competed and, and some of the adjustments that that were made. And um, so heading out for, you know, getting ready for the national tournament, we always thought, hey, tough as our league is and the way we've competed, we're, we're right there, sure, we stumbled a bit, but we felt confident that if we play our best, that, that we're capable of, of beating anybody. Now, again, we hadn't been to the national tournament since 2010, so uh, there's still a lot of unknowns for us. Well, you certainly came and got it done, bringing home that big hardware. Well, it must have made you feel good. Coach, you have a, a unique journey. You've spent 20 this is your 21st season at Spring Arbor. Can you talk to us about that journey from being a new coach to a national championship? And I'm curious what the learnings are through the years and what adjustments you had to make as a coach. After I finished my playing career at Spring Arbor, I started as an assistant coach at a Division three school uh, in Michigan, Alma College in the MIAA uh, conference. So I w- was there for three years, and then the assistant job opened at Spring Arbor, and things worked out. I was able to, to move my young family back to, to Spring Arbor and uh, took over as the assistant coach, and we had a, a tough year, actually, my first year there. And the head coach, Doug Knoll, took another job. He, he, he was hired as the head coach at the IPFW at um, Indiana-Purdue-Fort Wayne. And um, so uh, he left, so I was right place, right time, knew the right people, Bill. And I was offered the, the position of head coach at 27 years old. And you think mm-hmm. moving over one chair is not a big deal. You, you, you think you have all the answers, and my gosh, I— you don't have a clue. It is a daunting task, and uh, when suddenly you're calling all the shots, and uh, it was easy as the assistant. Uh, I, I thought I had it all figured out, and, and man, what a what a learning curve. And I'm just really grateful for some of the mentors that I had in my my life. From Bill Bockowitz, who's a longtime coach at Spring Arbor, he was on the bench with me my first year. Um, he, he came out of retirement to, to help out, which was really special. Um, but it, it was hard first number of years, and we we struggled, and you know just just trying to figure it out. And I was again fortunate to have people pouring into me, and w- was able to make it through and learn and adjust and and grow. And, and that that process is continuing now. I mean, so here I am in my 21st year. I feel like I'm uh, I'm still uh, growing. I think if you stop growing and learning, you're you're in trouble. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, just perspective with with that experience, and you're always trying to get better and and surround yourself with people further along than you are. And I've been fortunate. I have great assistant coaches and and the young men we have in our program are great. Right? They say surround yourself with great people and get out of the way. And, uh, and that's what I, I try to do is, is, is not screw it up. If you look uh, you know, back through those, that time and, and you're, it's definitely learning is definitely a journey. Is there a way you could point to one or two 
traits you brought to the program or changes you made or things you stressed that you felt were really critical to making Spring Arbor a national championship school? Yeah, I, I, I think as, as we've evolved over time and it's become clear what, what matters, when you first start coaching, at least for me, you think it's all about winning and, and um, your identity is so wrapped up in, in the coaching piece. And I feel as I've got older, I've had much greater perspective and the, the, the winning uh, we believe really will take care of it, itself. And we, we talk about it often, you know, winning is always the goal. It's, it's never our purpose. We get an opportunity to pour into to young men and, and impact their lives. We we focus just like in, in real estate, Bill. You know they always say uh, location, location, location. And with our program, we always say it's culture, culture, culture. Yep. And we spend a, a great deal of time building and investing and cultivating culture where, where we this family atmosphere that we're very intentional with with building. Doesn't mean things are going to be easy. We know it's going to be really hard. And so we, we have to have that strong foundation to, to weather that and to pull together. Every team faces adversity throughout the year, be it injuries, um, academics, something happens, lose a loved one. I mean, and so we go through this journey together. But the culture piece is where we have really, really dialed in on. And our players know with, without question uh, that we love them. Uh, we have their best interest in mind, and we're going to pour into them, and we'll be there for them. Now, don't get, don't, don't mistake that for being soft or, or weak. We are intense, uh, and we are demanding, and um, we, we, we don't let our guys off the hook. We hold them accountable, and we demand that they hold each other accountable. But we, we do this journey together, and we go side by side. And so it's this shared ownership. It's not about me. It's not my program. It's it's our program, it's our coaches, it's our players, it's our student assistants. We're, we're all one, and we're part of something bigger than ourselves. And uh, that chemistry, that cohesiveness that I think is, is, is so very important, I, I thought just played out for us when we were out there in, 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 in Sioux Falls. And uh, the way we connected and worked together was, uh, was really, really special. Well, Coach, when people think of Spring Arbor basketball, what do you want them to think? Yeah, well, I just said, well, one is the, the culture piece. Um, you know, and it being at a, at a faith-based institution, that that is that's an important piece. We we talk about three things. I talk in in groups of threes a lot. We talk about. Um, faith, um, character, and leadership. We want to help our young men uh, develop a depth of faith and strength of character and skills of leadership. We, we, um, we hang our hat on, uh, on, on our core values of, of attitude and unity and perseverance. We, we talk about our, we have, again, acronyms, our RBL, our do what's right, do your best, love your teammates, and then our play, our play smart, play together with toughness. We always come back to those things, those keys, and so our guys know who we are are they know what we're about they know what's what's important and uh, we have to get out of our own way every day and uh, we've got to make it about the team 
and uh, so so that's that's really at the staple of, of who we are and, and and doggone it when we we talk about our four pillars from a basketball standpoint we know we're going to guard people uh, we're going to take care of the basketball we're, we're going to take great shots and, and and our goal is to win those 50 50 balls or the hustle plays as we call them but that that's at the core of, of who we are we're we're grinders we're we're gritty we're not pretty and uh, we're we're going to come after you for you know for 40 minutes of just tough intense basketball and mentally and physically and that's uh, that's what we pride ourselves on gritty not pretty i like that well coach we're going to take a quick break we'll be back in just a minute and we'll talk about the 2019-2020 version of spring arbor basketball cascade hoops talk billy d here Coach Ryan Cottingham, Spring Arbor University, reigning national champions, NAI Division II basketball. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends, share the podcast, and please favorite this show. Welcome back, Coach Cottingham. Billy D, it's great to be back with you, man. Coach, let's let's talk about this year's version of Spring Arbor University basketball. So October 25th, you go, you have that crossroads whack challenge. So there's no warm ups for you, is there? <laughs> no, there's really not. And I always ask my kids, why are we playing in October? You know, what what are we doing here? So yeah, we get Aquinas and, and Cornerstone. That's been an annual thing. This is year 12 of, of that four-year cycle that we rotate on, and, and so uh, we, we better be ready right right out of the gate, that's for sure. And we're, we're excited about it. You know, you're always apprehensive with, with new guys, new years. Nobody really cares what you did the year before. It, it just puts maybe a, a big bullseye on your chest. Well, you better be ready. So let's talk about let's talk about the team you have coming back. Let's start with uh, Brandon Durnell, uh, an individual who did a lot of damage in that championship game. Really hurt Oregon Tech in that first half. A six-seven junior. He's out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. He hit forty-eight threes last year, over sixteen points a game, and over six and a half rebounds. He's coming back for you, Coach. Yeah, he he had a monster uh, tournament out in Sioux Falls, and really a breakout sophomore year. Struggled as a freshman. Uh, but Brandon, again, is he, he epitomizes who we are, that just a, a grinder that finds ways to get it done. He can score in a variety of ways. He shoots the three. He's got a, a really soft touch around the basket. And so um, you, you just sometimes shake your head like, what what is happening? And, and really, uh, you, you know, he scores 32 a career high in the championship game. And you could have made a, a strong case that he, he should have been the most outstanding player. He averaged almost 23 a game and, uh, you know, in those five games – for us, uh, but but just a, a selfless player that uh, continues to to get better and better, and so we're we're grateful that he's back, and I, I think will be uh, one of the the premier players in in the Crossroads League, and just going to be going to be a handful. Uh, for for teams to to stop, it's a it's a nice a duo we have with with Brandon and of course our, our point guard and I want you, you know in terms of Paul Merritt that the, the senior who's uh, who's back to lead the charge mm-hmm. for us. Well, let's talk about him. You got that All American Paul Merritt, six one senior out of Warsaw, Indiana. He only had two hundred and fifty four assists last year. He's dishing that ball. He runs that offense, but he's also putting up over sixteen points and getting more than three rebounds a game. But he's really the guy who runs that offense, isn't he, Coach? No, no, no question. He he makes us go. He's he's very special. You know, you you can make an easy argument. He's the best player that that I've coached. I mean, you you've 
it's all about the players, and, and you've got to have good guards, and you need point guards, obviously, right? Or Oregon Tech, right? One of, one of the best guards in the country, and in, in, in Mitchell Fink, and and you know that was a fun matchup, uh, you, you know, last season out out there in, in Sioux Falls. But Marinette's basketball IQ is 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 just off the charts. His feel and understanding of the game is incredible, and his ability to control a game and the pace of a game is is really special. He does a lot of little things that the stats don't even show, but he's he's a two-way guy. He's going to defend you. Um, we want him to sh- score it more. I mean, he, we want him shooting it more, but he's he is a pass-first guy, and he does what's what's needed to be needed to be done. And uh, he he's a special young man. And again, uh, no ego. They're very selfless. He's not worried about getting his. He's he's all about the you know the end result, and, and that that's winning basketball games. And and Bill, the, on the side note there, right? So his high school running mate is is Kyle Mangus. Who you know is at Indiana Wesleyan, and they wanted uh, you know he was a year behind Paul in high school, and, and that that's an incredible high school backcourt. When you think of Kyle Mangus, Indiana oh. Wesleyan, and they won the national championship in 2018, uh, that that's pretty special. Oh, I didn't re- I didn't realize that. You know, Marindat's also very very strong for a guard as well. Oh, his, he is extremely strong. He knows how to use his body. He, he can post up. He, he knows how to initiate contact, whether he's trying to draw it or, or hold people off defensively. Uh, very smart, very physical. Yeah, he's he's the total package. And, um, yeah, he, he'll lead us uh, He'll lead us this year for sure, and we're, we're grateful the ball's in his hands. Then you have another key returner, a senior this year, 6'4", Luke Barber, he's out of Canton, Michigan. He hit 102 threes last year, averaged 11 points, three and a half rebounds. Yeah, right. So here's what's great. Everybody's journey is unique to them, right? We said so Luke Barber come in as a freshman. He can shoot limited. He can play much. I'm worth it, man. This kid's not very tough. He may never play. Sophomore year, he played in a couple of games early. Hurts his knee. Dad reaches out to me and says, let's apply for a red shirt. We're really running our radar. We go ahead and apply for the red shirt with the NAI because he had played so few games, and he's granted a red shirt here. Uh, junior year, he comes back, doesn't have a very good junior year, doesn't play much. So he's coming into his senior year academically, his, his junior year eligibility-wise in 18-19. In he just has his breakout year. He becomes one of the, the top shooters, uh, not just in the Crossroads League of the Midwest, but in the country. He's mentioned 102 threes. Mm-hmm. He became a weapon that we did not anticipate having. And he's just an extremely hard worker. He just stayed with it. And just the credit to, to him and, and his determination to see him come back like that. And then, uh, you know, to, he, he could have rolled off into the sunset. Um, having won the championship and could graduate, and he decides he's he's going to come back for a fifth year and he's going to double major, and uh, because he wanted to, he wanted another shot at playing with these guys and and continuing. Uh, you, you know, you only have so much time to to play, and so he's cherishing that, and and that uh, he's a huge piece for us coming coming back with, without question. So we're we're grateful for that that decision that that, that Luke made. Oh yeah. <laughs> He definitely had a breakout year last year. And then you had, I believe he was your sixth man last year, Peyton DeWilt, a junior out of six two junior out of Midland, Michigan. Uh seven points, two rebounds. 
Yeah, he's back, and he'll slide into a starting role for us. Uh, the only player we lost this year was Tom Hamilton. Just a crafty guard that you know is never going to wow you with athleticism, but um, he just got it done. He's very, very efficient. He's 11 points. I mean, his assist to turnover ratio, he was almost 4-1 to one assist to turnovers and was just a really good compliment to Paul. So we're going to miss that, that one guard, but the, the – one of the glue guys for us is the best leader we've probably ever had, and that's Jeff Beckman, 6'6", kid from Shelby. And I'd be amiss if, if I didn't mention him. I mean, he is our energy guy. He's, he, he doesn't stop talking. Our guys, we feed off of him. He just does so many things that are critical for, for our success. And so uh, we're, we're glad that, uh, that Jeff's got, got another year with us as well. So that, that's, a, that's a solid nucleus, and so we're um, – uh, we're going to be pretty competitive, we think. And thank you for that, Coach. I had Beckman up uh, up above DeWilt, and I went over him. But Beckman also, he went over eight rebounds a game last year as well. He's out of Shelby, Michigan. We're, you're right. Relentless. Um, and, and that's how he helps us. He's not the, the prettiest player in terms of scoring. Uh, he, his bread and butter is a 15-foot uh, jump shot. And he, he shoots that well, and he did that there in Sioux Falls. But, no, he's crashing the glass. Right? He's undersized. He's got... He's got the, a huge heart. He's just got a warrior spirit to him, and, and we feed off of off of Jeff Beckman. Paul Marinette's our best player. Jeff Beckman is the leader. He's the glue guy that, that we feed off of. And, uh, yeah, everybody plays just such an important role, and they stay within themselves, and, and Jeff Beckman sets the tone for our team. Then you brought in some key freshmen this year, a couple out of Indiana. First one was Adam Gottschalk out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Somehow you stole him away from St. Francis there, a six foot three guard. Yeah, and no, I tell you what, Bill, if you look at a rush, you know, we talk about Marinette and Durnell, you know, two Indiana guys. Um, we, we've been fortunate. We found some some really, really good players in, in Indiana that have had huge impacts on our program. You know, you, you mentioned Adam Gottschalk is a, a guy that can stroke the basketball. He's gonna, uh, you know, he's gonna need to put in some time and get stronger. But he's he, he's a Spring Harbor kid. He, he works his tail off. Um, if if you can shoot the ball, uh, you, you know, you're gonna find a, a find a way to get on the floor. If if not, uh, right away at, at some point throughout your your career. And he's, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to to, to watching the development of. Uh, Adam as, as well as our as well as our other three freshmen. Then you have uh, out of uh, Tipton, Indiana. There, Dawson Pfeiffer, six one guard. Right, yeah, Dawson's just a crafty player, similar to, to Adam. I mean, he's he's gonna have to put in the work. And uh, what's what's nice is we're in a position that we don't need to have any freshmen carry us. We we think there's uh, there's one two two that that are gonna have a chance to contribute or, or get in our rotation. And uh, Josh Lehman, six six kid from. Uh, from Ludington, Michigan, has really uh, impressed us early in the preseason. He's got good length and nose, nose for the ball, uh, really nice footwork around the basket. He has a different dimension that, that we didn't have last year, and so he, he's certainly going to have an opportunity to help us. And then uh, Nate Flannery, his son, just a little savvy point guard uh, that we're hoping is, is somebody that can, can spell Marindette uh, there at the, at the point. And, and so we're hoping that his progress Will, will be steady and that he'll be able to uh, to, to come in and, and, and help us uh, try to um, move to the next level. So, Coach, on paper, you have a team that could repeat again. Obviously, the slate's clean and all the hard work has to start over again. But what are the keys 
for Spring Arbor University to have another great year and get back and go deep in the tournament? Yeah, Bill, great question. Right one, you've, you've, got, to stay, you've got to stay healthy. Uh, I mean, if and you saw last year. I mean, Oregon Tech's a really deep team, and and, and we we weren't, and, and I still wouldn't call us a a real deep team. But you you can't afford any injuries, so we we've got to stay injury free. Uh, and, and I really think we uh, the biggest opponent's going to going to be ourselves. We we talk about that often. We have to block out the the noise and the distractions. We we have to stay together and and keep the team first and and focus on. On, on what we do well and, and, and want to guard people, um, you know, taking care of the ball, taking the good shots and those hustle plays. We thought about those, those four pillars uh, because, it, again, we, we can't afford to have any nights off. We won a lot of close games last year that, that could have gone the other way. And um, we, we have to be dialed in every night because everybody's going to want a piece of us. And we recognize that, and we, we welcome that challenge. But uh, it, it will it will start with that, and then our again our three our three seniors uh, they they have to lead the way. We have to have outstanding leadership, right? A player led team is always better than a coach led team, and and that's what we've been blessed with is really good uh, player leadership, and and that has to continue. Our our seniors can't start looking to life beyond just yet. And, they they got to stay dialed in, and, and so far they've they've been uh, laser focused. Well, coach, you have a you have a great core coming back. They have so, they have a great leader. I think you're a great coach. Uh, the fans there in Spring Arbor, Michigan, you need to get out and continue to support this team. You're going to watch some really great basketball this year. And coach Cottingham, we wish you luck in that tough crossroads conference. I too, I'm wondering why you keep scheduling that October late October crossroads. Wolverine Hoosier contest, but then uh, gives you something to work towards here the next few weeks. Yeah, it sure does. And um, again, we we got to take it one day at a time right now, and and uh, and that's all we that's all we can do. And we're we're looking forward to it, Bill. I, I can't thank you enough. It's it's really been an honor, and privilege to to speak with you and visit. I love your heart and passion for for basketball and, and for young young men and what's going on in, in the NAI. It's it's pretty special. And um yeah, right, Bill, we may have a better team this this year and not make it to, to the national tournament or, or anything's anything's possible, right? And so uh, it's it's just day by day and we're we're just gonna continue to focus on, on what we need to do to, to be the best team that we can be. Well, thank you very much, Coach Cottingham. And as the season gets going, I'm hoping we can have you back on to get your perspective on what's going on there in the Crossroads League. Anytime, Bill. I, w- I would be honored to, to, to do that. Uh, and uh, anything I, I can do, I'm, uh, I'm grateful and, and willing to do it. Well, Coach Ryan Cottingham out of Spring Arbor University, so pleased to have you aboard. Thank you very much. Uh, pleasure's all mine, Bill. Really appreciate it. Take care.